This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. thing I, I uh, we're too quick sometimes to move out of the moment when there's a movement with God and forsake the presence and the power for a program uh, this came up in my spirit see we have to learn God's ways and they are ways of faith do you know that that you don't have to I don't wait always till I feel it, but I'll tell you, when a sound comes, it strikes a chord in my heart. Something resonates within me. See? You know, uh, uh, there was the overwhelming that came. The threatening to overtake with people of God of Judah and Jehoshaphat was the king and he called a meeting oh there's power when we get together there's something that can only happen when we get together that's why we shouldn't forsake it because one can do it run a thousand two can run ten thousand think about the think about the power that's in this room right now God loves he delights but the Bible says he sits he Inhabits, he enthrones himself on the praises of his people. This is for you out there now. This is for you. You're going to have to have some un- spiritual understanding. The Holy Ghost will give that to you right now. I believe in the power of the Holy Ghost. This is a spirit filled church. If you're someplace where you don't never sense and feel the presence of God and see the power of God move, you need to move better get someplace where they honor moments and movements with God. You're going to need it in the time we're living in today. Well, they gathered together, and when they were gathered together, just seeking the Lord, and, and they presented Jehoshaphat, said, you see all of this, but we're looking to you. We see it, you see it, but we're looking to you. Anybody looking to God today? Yes, amen, amen. Anybody out there looking to God today? Mama couldn't help you. Daddy, the world can't help you. You can't help you, but you're looking to God today. Hear the word of the Lord. The Bible says the word of the Lord came to a man in the congregation. He stood up and he said, This battle is not yours, but the battle is the Lord's. It belongs to God. And so out of that came a strategy. See, God moved and then they moved. When God moves, we need to move with Him. And what was it? They sent... They put the praisers out in front. Before anything happened, but while they were praising, something was happening. When they were saying, move the mountain, while they were declaring a thing, are you listening? God was doing a thing. And boy, when you catch a moment like that, you need to get up in the mo- and move with that. And you need to move by faith because while I'm, st- while I'm declaring the goodness of God, while I'm singing His praise, while I'm declaring God is good and His love never fails, it endures forever, 
God has gone out in front of me. That battle has already been fought. By the time I get there, when you go back home, your babies are going to be different. When you go back to work, your situation is going to be different. When you go back outside, you are changed and everything has been done for you. Oh, my Lord. My God, my God. I don't know what you came to do, but I came to have an encounter and experience with the living God. Not the God who's dead, but the God who is alive. The God who's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And forever. What He did back then, He'll still do right now. God is up to something. God is doing something. And it's right here. It's right now. In my life, in your life, right here. Could you praise Him with me? Right now. Oh, right here. Right now, God is up to something. And I'll tell you something. When God moves, everything and everyone moves and makes room. How does He make a way when He steps down into something, honey? Everything and everyone moves out of the way. Well, I should probably move out of the way. How many of you know God's doing something right now? How many of you have an expectation and anticipation? Boy, I'll tell you, when I go back to it, it's going to look different than when I left it. I might have come in carrying it, but I'm going to tell you what now. I got it in front of God, and the battle is His. The victory is mine. I anticipate uh, uh, the offering, and I'll tell you, for me, it's sowing seed. And this is a hot soil hot ground I'll tell you why it is is because we believe that to be a blessing we simply take God at his word that he said I'll bless you so that you can be a blessing and the com- the commission the great commission co-laboring in the co-mission the mission of God is is our mission we attach ourselves to it. Now, it is blessed, and you will be blessed in order to be a blessing in what God has already blessed. He's, he said to advance the kingdom, to carry the gospel to the uttermost parts of the earth. That is, is the main purpose uh, of prosperity, is carrying the gospel, advancing the kingdom of God. And now listen... Uh, we could participate that right here, right now. See, don't, don't just bucket plunk out of obligation. Get a revelation in your heart. Man, I am part of what God is doing. I am participating in partnership with Him. You want your life to really, uh, you know, your living to go up? It will be according to your giving. Believe God for seed. All increase comes from seed. But seed that's sown is what is grown. God is impossible for him to ignore seed. 
and I just ought to get up and run and jump around my little thing. God can, will not ignore a seed because it's central. It is absolutely central to everything that he does, the way that he does things. Praise the Lord, everybody. Boy, I'll tell you what, now that's worth a million dollars to you right there because it'll get you there. If God can find a heart that will be a right, he'll make sure the hand is full to the overflow to do what's right. Is he able? I, I tell you, a good study for you. You want to know what prosperity in God is? Second Corinthians uh, 9, chapter 8, verse. God is able to make all grace, every earthly favor and blessing come to you in abundance so that you have. You have, you have, you're abundantly supplied, requiring no outside aid or uh, support. You and God is your source, and you, you and uh, Him are working His plan together. You're sowing to every good work. You're sowing to, what, to anything that, that moves God's heart, that your heart moved towards. God will fill your hand. Now That's what we believe around here, and I'll tell you the blessing increase is on us. Amen. We live, in a, we live in a place where poverty is a stronghold. But aren't you glad that through God, uh, weapons of our warfare are not carnal or just earthly. They are for the pulling down of every stronghold. Isn't that right? And the first place is you're going to have to get uh, you know, this mind renewed that this is what money is for. It's for ministry. Funds are for friends. And I am a minister. So I'm a money magnet and a money minister. That's good, Pastor. I'm glad you all stirred up about it. <laughs> well, you know, uh, somebody, uh, it only takes one little spark. Your wood may be wet, but you know, we're going to torch you on up here after a while. I mean, a spark. I'm going to build a fire today. God's already built one. I'm a fire. I'm a brand plucked out of the fire. Amen. Hallelujah. Can you tell I'm head up today? Amen. Glory to God. We're in this hope series, and we want to look at some scriptures in Ephesians. All month long, we're going to be looking at hope. You know, we live in a world that uh, doesn't have much positive hope for the future. The world, the, the, there's a strong current of negativity and hopelessness. Well, you know, where would that come from? Well, darkness, and, the, and, it getting, and it's getting darker in the world. Evil men are growing worse and worse. The, no surprise, the Bible says that. But in the darkness, it's hard to see, isn't it? It's just difficult to see. But when the light comes, and that's who you and I are. We're the light of the world. Why? Because we walk in the light as Jesus is in the light. Isn't that right? Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And then he declared we were, uh, we were the light. Uh, we are to reflect him into the... We're not the sun, but boy, I'll tell you, we can be a mirror. Isn't that right? We could be a magnifying glass that lets the sunlight start a fire in our little situation. Amen. Glory to God. All right, Ephesians 2, 11 through 16. And here's where hope begins at the cross. People call it the cross of Calvary. Uh, but it, it, 
it wasn't just the place, it was the face on that cross. It was the cross of Christ. Now, Christ is not Jesus' last name. It is, it is, his, uh, it is who he is, the anointed one and his anointing. How God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost. Everyone say the Holy Ghost. You want to know what we believe? We believe the third person of the Godhead is the one been sent to represent uh, the Father. Show us the Father. Reveal Jesus to us. He is the person. Jesus said this. One who is the same as me will come. And he will show you the things that are to come. The things that belong to me. He'll make them known or reveal them to you. He is the promise of the Father. Well, he should be the message of, of today, especially in, in the midst of religious folk. Are you listening? Religious, religious people uh, uh, are, are on a different side of things, see, you know, uh, than uh, relationship people. There's a difference. And we need discernment is knowing the difference. And we don't judge other people, but we certainly need to judge ourselves. You know, I've been in religion. That ain't for me. That'll never satisfy. You got to do. You got to do the tiptoeing dance of what's of what's acceptable to men. And I'll tell you, the things of God sometimes are are considered foolishness to natural man considered foolish speaking in tongues just so much gibberish well it's the best gibberish you'll ever have because you're 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 tapping into the flow of God's know the mysteries that are to you that God knows the spirit of God searching your heart and the heart of God and bringing those two together and God putting his his uh, the inter really the it's the secret code for the warfare that we're in, that the enemy cannot crack that code. Such a powerful thing. And people diminish it down into, just dumb it down into their own understanding. Amen. How many of you want all God that has for you? All God has for you. I'm telling you, all God has for you. And if the Holy Spirit, you know, and who He is, see, I, I, I remember one fellow saying, you know, well, I want the Holy Ghost, but I don't want those tongues. It's kind of like a shoe. You know, the tongue come with it. I, that's oversimplifying. I don't need to diminish that. But, I mean, it says the evidence of speaking with the Evidence of what? Being full of the Spirit. He's invisible. What would be the evidence that, you've, that you have received the fullness of the Holy Spirit? Well, when something's full, it overflows. Amen. And wouldn't it be something that God knows that this little thing, this little piece of meat underneath your nose is the most unruly thing in this life, but it's attached to your heart. So he said, well, get the Holy Spirit in your heart. And he's able to manage. He's able to have some degree of control over your tongue. Now you as a speaking spirit can incrementally become you know, the volume can be, the power can be turned up because what you say is what you have. 
It's a powerful thing. Many, uh, this isn't in the notes, but I'll tell you, this is what, what Christ paid for, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power. You're not going to have really much power in your life apart from the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Jesus said, don't go anywhere. Don't attempt to do anything for me. Don't go any further than right now. And, you're, and they were wondering, when's this going to happen? When are you going to do this? Bringing their own understanding to it. He said, forget about that. That's not what we're focusing on right now. What we need to focus on right now is you need to wait and receive the promise of the Father. How did they know that they had received the promise of the Father? They were in prayer and filled with the, in a gathering, filled with the Spirit of God, came upon them, filled them to the overflow, and they began speaking with other tongues. Now, the phenomenon for that moment was in Acts 2 is that everybody that was gathered there heard them speak in their language. Amen? In, in natural tongues. But really, the people that were speaking didn't realize they were speaking in that. That was a phenomenon there. I've heard reports of that in in happening uh, in meetings, but that was that that was initiation. It, w it now the work of the Spirit of God is more is more aligned lines when when uh, we pray in other tongues, say in preparation for a service, a gathering together. And I would recommend you spend some times praying. Prayer is preparation. Praying to take your believing into the receiving. Amen. Well, uh, then when we get in the in the movement, in the moment with the Holy Spirit, you know, uh, it's what you've prayed into is released to you in understanding. Can you see the Can you see the parallel there? They spoke that day in other tongues, but understanding was released to those that heard them in their own language. That's the work. Amen. When you pray in other tongues in preparation for coming to hear the word of God, a preparation for anything, prayer prepares. Say prayer prepares. It's the best preparation. It's the ultimate preparation. Well, then, then when, when you come to that, come to the place of the movement of the Holy Spirit, understanding will be released to you. How many of you know that it's important to understand God's plan? There is a plan, but we need to understand that plan and our part of that. Amen? That's why I believe, you know, I, I'm a Holy Ghost man. I'm a Holy Ghost pastor. This is a Holy Ghost church. There's a work of the Holy Spirit. I'm just going to join God in His work. I'm not scared of that. See, fear, you know, uh, and really it's just fear of you being out of control. I don't want to give up control. Well, that's the first control you need to get. You need to give up to the Spirit of God and yield to now. Boy, none of this is in the notes, but I'm going to tell you what. Now, apart from, Jesus said this. He said this about, uh, about uh, uh, this. He said, now, you can get away with, you know, uh, not believing towards the Father. You can get away with not believing towards me. But when you bring an unbelieving 
uh, to the Holy Spirit, he goes, you're really getting down into hopeless uh, place because he is the one that's been sent to help you. To help you. To give you the, the future. Amen. The hope for the future. Are you with me? Amen. And you got a world, a world of the church, a lot of the church that, you know, that, that uh, uh, minimalize the work of the Holy Spirit. They claim at the new birth that you have all there is. How are you going to get all there is? In one moment, one encounter. That's, that's the greatest miracle, but that ain't all there is. God's got more. Anybody here know God has more? Well, you've got to make room for more. Isn't that right? You've got to make room for more. And did the Bible says this about the tongue. It's the rudder that steers the whole ship. Sets the whole world on fire. Is there any? Is there? If I were the enemy, I would focus on, you know, I would focus on that which would hurt me the most. I would seek to diminish that which was the most powerful. I would try to neutralize that which... Uh, is the most threat to me. Well, we could go home right now, but you should be filled with the Holy Ghost before we go. While I'm talking today, if your heart is open, if your heart is open while I'm talking today, the Spirit of the Lord is going to come upon you. He is falling in this place, is sitting on hearts that are open in this place today. And like Cornelius, while uh, the proof was where they went, uh, uh, you know, it was countercultural, it was counter uh, everything, intuition, it was counter what they had been taught, all of that stuff. And uh, uh, they said, uh, he said, well, God wants to, Peter went to him and he said, God uh, God is, is, is giving the Gentiles the same thing that he, he's the God of the Gentiles too. They said, well, what are you talking about? The people that were with Peter said, we know it's true because we have the evidence they spoke with other tongues. It says, while Peter was speaking, the Holy Spirit saved them. I mean, gave them the rebirth, filled them to the full, and they began to overflow. They started speaking with tongues during the meeting. Amen. And a word to the wise here. God had already forewarned and prepared Peter while he was in prayer. He fell into a trance, had a vision, and, and the essence of that, he said, don't call unclean what I have called clean. See, you got folks in the church calling the Holy Spirit and, and Spirit-filled believers unclean. That's not of God. That's not for us. That's not our tradition. That's not our teaching. That's not our religious ritual. And God had to break them out of that so that when he got there, that God, when God started to do a new thing with a new people, a new generation, I'll tell you God's doing a new thing with a new generation. There have been people that had their opportunity. Are you hearing? Need to wake up, stir yourself up, because you're about to miss the boat. You're about to miss the ride here. We're, in the, we're down to shoot now. We're going from one pond to a greater lake and the bottleneck of the rushing river of God is flowing right now. We've entered into that. Hey, hallelujah. Yes. You don't make me preach my own self happy, ain't you? I'm already happy now. I, I hope, you know, I mean, there's a lot. You need to pull on it today. Amen. 
And you need to get rid of this business of resisting the Spirit of God. All right, listen. If this is from you, I remember as a, you know, just a, born, a young born again in a denominational situation where, you know, uh, they just said you have all that there is. Just be happy and satisfied and a little dull and dead like we are. Well, my God, you know, even in the natural, I had sense enough, you know, God had started a fire, but needs a little more wood if it's going to keep burning. When the embers start to die down, just go get you some wood. And wood showed up. These Pentecostal boys came, you know, when they'd pray. They prayed in English because you don't want to offend folks. You don't want to cast your pearls out in front of people that don't appreciate or believe that way, but boy, we'd we'd have a we'd all get down. You know, where are the days where you know we'd get down uh, in the little Baptist Sunday school room? Oh, I let the cat out of the bag, didn't I? Yeah, that's who I was with, the Southern Baptist. Thank God for them. They believe in the being born again. The Methodist boy needed to be born again because we didn't believe in that. Amen. Uh, I know I'm making I'm ruffling some feathers. That's okay. Amen. It'll be all right. But we'd get down and on our knees. When we prayed, we'd get down in the Sunday school room, former circle, you know. And they'd go around the circle. And, Man, my heart would burn and churn, you know. I mean, just the Holy Spirit was there, and he was with us. And these Pentecostal boys, full gospel holiness people come along. And, boy, when it came to their turn, there was some kind of fire on their prayer. I mean, I was feeling the warmth, but when it got there, something ignited in me. And that just made me hungry. If there's more, God, I want more. I mean, I like to went to hell. I mean, I like to miss the whole boat. I'd like to, baby, you know, I mean, you've learned how you get that hand to your mouth. I'd pick up dirt, rocks, battle caps, glass, sticks. It didn't matter. If I thought it was God, I just went everywhere and anywhere and stuck it in my mouth. Amen. I learned after that, you know, it ain't everything right. <laughs> oh, taking a little time, but you know, this might be your time. Amen. And it's okay. It's all right. You know, you're going to be in services where the Holy Spirit just saves people, fills people, heals people while we're yet speaking. The Holy Spirit speaking to hearts and moving in our midst we don't we're in a moment and a movement with God right now right here God is saving someone God is healing someone God is filling and thrilling someone someone's gonna have their tongue loosed to the glory of God today amen be filled with the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Well, hope begins at the cross. Uh, the cross is, is the symbol of Jesus' suffering and shame like the old uh, song says. But remember, it, it, it was the cross of the Christ, the anointed one and his anointing. Never forget that. It, what, it is uh, symbolic of what Jesus did for us. It we could not do for ourselves. Human effort and power is, is, is not enough. Being good is not enough. Being moral is not enough. Trying to do good works, if those works don't originate from His work, His work that was on that cross, paid the price, the penalty 
of, uh, of sin. And sin was what? It's what separated us, a holy God. You understand, it's not that God is mean or mad. If darkness gets in the presence of ultimate glorious light, darkness is dispelled, dissolved, disappeared. This is why people like Ananias and Sapphira in the uh, New Testament, are you listening? Held sin in their heart. They were in such a glory that when they got in the prayer, he said, you, you're lying to the Holy Ghost. You need to understand who you're in the presence of. And listen, and they fell dead. Are you hearing? It wasn't the will of God. He said, wasn't it within your power while you had, you made the choice? See, there, we're living in the days that when the light, this kind of light that comes, this kind of glory that comes, this greater, uh, this greater glory. See, you, you know, uh, uh, it'd be better to be cold or hot, but not in the middle, muddling around, messing around, lying to yourself, lying to the Holy Spirit of God. Are you hearing? The Bible says that when the Spirit of God comes, He convicts the world of sin. This, Jesus talked about the cross. He said, now is the prince of this world judged. He's judged. Amen? The judgment of God. Now, the judgment of God is that all men should be saved. The judgment of God, the innocent and the ignorant will be spared. The guilty and the arrogant will be destroyed in the presence of God. Amen? Oh, that's the truth. That's why God holds back. It's kind of like, you know, just <laughs> sin separates us. And it's not a bad thing from the standpoint. But see, the cross and the sacrifice of Jesus took away the dividing wall. Made a way. Jesus is the way. The cross is how we cross over that great divide. We come to God. We're reconciled and restored to God. I want to read Ephesians second chapter. And we'll uh, look at, I'm going to read it out of the, uh, out of the Passion Bible, verses 2. Can you take a little bit more? Ephesians, second chapter, and we're going to look at the uh, 11th verse through 16. I'm just going to uh, read it here out of the Passion Bible. Ephesians 2.11. So don't forget that you were not born as Jews and were uncircumcised. Circumcision itself is just a work of man's hands. You had none of the Jewish covenants and laws. You were foreigners to Israel's incredible heritage. You were without the covenants and prophetic promises of the message, the promised hope, the promises of the Messiah, the promised hope, and without God. See, to be without God... Uh, to be separated from him is to be separated from his promises, especially the promised hope of Jesus. Say, all my hope is in Jesus. See, all, all hope for the world is in Jesus. There is no other way. There is no other Savior. There is no other salvation. No other name underneath heaven by when, where men may be saved. Just Jesus. Say, just Jesus. Amen. Now, he says, yet look at you now, everything is new. Although you were once distant and far away from God, now you have been brought delightfully close to Him 
through the sacred blood of Jesus, you have actually been united to Christ. Our reconciling peace is Jesus. He has made Jew and non-Jew one in Christ. By dying as our sacrifice, he has broken down every wall of prejudice that separated us and has now made us equal through our union with Christ. I like this. This is, you know, what the world's just been through with this race race baiting, racism, and stuff like that. He says, ethnic hatred has been dissolved by the crucifixion of his precious body on the cross. Now, for the Christian, this is what we believe. Amen. You cannot be a Christian and hate your brother because he's of a different color. And it goes all the way around. Red can't hate black. Brown can't hate white. White can't hate yellow. There's, there's only one man in Christ, the new creation. Ethnic hatred, anytime you, listen, when we take communion, rightly discerning the body of Christ, we're one. There is no difference. We're all needed a Savior. We're all come to Christ at the cross. We all were separated. Now we're all not only reconciled to God, but restored to one another. Read the one another scriptures through the Bible. That's how God sees us, and we should see ourselves that way. The legal code. I'll tell you something now. You know, there's a difference between the sheep and the goats. The goats are always butting everybody. But the pastor, but the brother, but the sister, but God, but, 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 but you're different than me, but you're a different color, but you're a different background, but you're different economically, but you're a different education, but your own. Thank God. Are you listening? Thank God. God sorted everything out, didn't he? I'm a sheep, a sheep of his pasture. Amen. A person of his making. And now Jesus is the uniter. Jesus is the unifier. Jesus is the one that's reconciled us to one another and to God. Restored us to one another and to God. You can't separate God from the one another's. God and his family. See, you can't say to me, you know, look, you can come, but, you know, don't bring Sandy. My dad used to sing a song. He couldn't carry a tune in a basket, but he'd sing this song. I remember years ago, I'd stand beside him. You know, think about that. Be in the front seat of the car, standing beside him, your arm around him. He'd be driving down the highway. Didn't have all this stuff. Thank God for all the stuff they have today. You know, strap them in the back seat, make them look backwards, all that kind of stuff. But we stood up there, you know, see where we were going and all that kind of stuff. And he'd say, you can bring old Vi with the old glass eye. But don't you bear bring Lulu, because Lulu, she eats too much. I'm not doing it justice because, I mean, at least there's some semblance of a tune there. With Dad, it was no tune whatsoever. That was the one song that I learned from my father, the song of my father. The other one was, on a hill far away stood an old rugged cross. The emblem of suffering and shame. And I'll cling. That was the song he used to sing. Those are the two songs. One was a silly song. And one was a very serious song. Amen. That old cross. That old lovely 
rugged symbol of Jesus' sacrifice that helped me to belong, that made me a somebody with God. Hallelujah. It says, The legal code that stood condemning every one of us has now been repealed by his command. His triune essence has made... Did you get that? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. One translation says it was God personally present in Jesus, reconciling the world to himself at the cross. His triune essence has made peace between us by starting over, forming one new race of humanity, Jews and non-Jews fused together. Two have now become one, and we live restored to God and reconciled to the body of Christ. Through his crucifixion, hatred died. Glory to God. What a hope we have in the cross of Jesus Christ that we will, you know, we live this eternal life now. Hatred has died. You know how many harbor hatred in their life and through unforgiveness and it turns to bitterness. And all you got to do is get near them and the pus and the pain comes out and the bitterness that defiles many. See, that's not freedom, is it? Forgiveness is freedom. And some people say, well, I can't free them from what they did to, from what they did to me. Well, if you don't forgive, you'll, you know, what they did will always be a thorn in you. It will always cause pain. It will never You'll never be free from it. Forgiveness frees you. God will take care of them. God will deal with them. Amen. Well, I hope he does. Well, you know, uh, you know, and I, I'll hear other people, they're still, it's still tender, it's still sore. No, it's like, you know what, what does it matter? It didn't hurt me, it helped me. It really helped me to be closer to God. It helped me to understand how I have been forgiven. The cross is where love, are you listening? The words of love said, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. If they really knew, if there was a reality of truth in their life, they wouldn't do that. Are you listening? Have you been forgiven? Have you ever done some things that if you'd known at the time what pain and sorrow what heartache it was, what brokenness it brought to people that you're regretful uh, over. If you had known what you know then, what you know now, you never would have said it. You never would have done it. But you're forgiven. And God forgot about it. He'll never bring it up. The devil will, but God never will. Oh, the cross is the place where Jesus said, forgive them. Forgiveness was paid for. In full, that we enjoy the we enjoy the forgiveness of God, and we are free to forgive others freely. We've received so freely 
we can give. Somebody's getting free right now of unforgiveness. Somebody, the truth just struck a note in your heart, and, it, and the reality of it, and you're, you're going to be able, right now, let that go. Let them go. Release them. I speak release right now in the name of Jesus. You've tried and tried, but there's divine release in this house right now for you. Release it. Let it go. You, you got your hands full of that. You got your heart full of it, your mind full of it. And until you release it, God can't bring the new to you. Release it right now. Release it in the name of Jesus. Reconciled to the body of Christ, restored to God. At the cross, Jesus became the way. We cross over the great divide and the great separation. You know, our reconciling uh, to God is... Jesus, our reconciling peace is Jesus. I'll tell you, when you get peace with God, see, you'll have the peace of God. When we walk in peace with God, and see, we can't harbor unforgiveness in our heart. We can't resist God in any way, shape, or form. Run, 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 run from any form of unwillingness towards God, even in the slightest things. Are you listening? Learn to be sensitive uh, to God. Well, we, we, we probably have been here long enough. There's a lot of other uh, scriptures in here. One great one is Colossians uh, 1, and I'll read that, and then we're going to, uh, Pastor Ron will come, and, and I, I, I heard some things. I kept sitting down over there while we praising because the Lord was speaking certain things. That's another thing. When we, when, when we get in the presence of God gathered together, God's, God's interacting with the family. You'll hear things that, w- that, that when we're together you might not hear by yourself. Isn't that right? There are things that are reserved for that time of gathering that will not be released at any other time because when the family's together when the family where he personally serves you but he's really corporately you know isn't that what the picture of heaven is the blueprint for heaven the marriage supper of the lamb you have you there you know they're working on that right now you're going to you're, you're going to have your place at the table are you listening and and you know i know it's sometimes the fellowships that we have over here when they have a great gathering and the uh, the house is full and we we you know we we get down our eating then sand and i walk around we love to put our hands on people and ask them how they're doing and just touch them and, you know, release love and peace and joy and righteousness over their life. I, 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 now, that's not normal for me. Amen. Farm boy with eight kids, man, we, you know, rub-a-dub, you know, Lord bless the grub. I'm going to get mine. There's eight, there's eight rascals here, and some of them are hogs. A lot of puppies in the pen, pigs at the trough. You're going to get her done, amen, or you're going to go without. Are you hearing? That's not normal to me, you know. Uh, but the love of God in us, the Christ that's in us, he loves to touch us. He loves to love us. He loves to get us together. It, it, the joy, his heart swells at, at his family seated at the table. He wants to bless you. He wants to help you. He wants to love you. He wants you to, uh, uh, to just enjoy him as much as he's enjoying you. That's why Sunday's a celebration. Amen. That's why I don't make any other plans for the day. I got stuff to do, you know. I just like yeah, I got stuff that has to, uh, you know, that has to uh, uh, be done. 
You know, and God bless all. Listen, I mean this sincerely. You having to work on Sunday. We pray God give you favor that, you know, I've had jobs where I've had to work on Sunday. But the, uh, uh, the Lord, uh, you know, gave me favor so that I asked the king, the boss, and I said, listen, I'm available all this other time. It's six days. That's what the Bible says for work, and I'll be here. I'm going to do a good job, be an excellent employee, and represent the Lord well. But now, church, I need to be in church on Sunday. I'll come in afterwards. Amen. And God's always granted me blessing and favor. Amen. Uh, uh, where that is concerned. And I, I release that blessing over you. I understand the world that we live in uh, today is a little different. You know, uh, and people we have, you know, uh, I mean, you know, it takes a lot just to make it through now. People are, are having a, a difficult time. But it won't last. Things are, things are happening. But in the meantime, we make the most of what we have. Isn't that right? Amen. So you'll honor God in your heart. God will honor you. you. He said when we honor him, he'll honor us. And he will honor that request for you. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Well, you don't know my boss. He's a heathen. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. Now the fear of God will fall on heathens too. Amen. It's a witness. I'll keep the Sabbath day. is a sign to, to people. I'm in covenant with God. God will keep his word on your behalf. Now be, you, be bold and be... Be, you know, be bold and be strong in that. Have good courage. God's with you. All right. Let me read this one last one, then we're going to have an altar call here. Amen. Uh, verse, uh, chapter 1, verse 21, it says, Even though you were once distant from him, living in the shadows of your evil thoughts and actions, he reconnected you back to himself. He released, listen to these words, his supernatural peace to you through the sacrifice of his own body as the sin payment on your behalf so that you would dwell in his presence, live in his presence. And now there's nothing between you and Father God, for he sees you as holy, flawless, and restored, if indeed you continue to advance in faith, assured of a firm foundation to grow upon, never shaken from the hope. Never shaken from the hope of the gospel you have believed in. And this is the glorious news which I preach all over the world. I can even celebrate the sorrows I have experienced on your behalf. For as I join with you in your difficulties, it helps you to, to discover what lacks in your understanding of the suffering Jesus Christ experienced for his body, the church. This is the very reason I've been made a minister. Say, I've been made a minister. See, you are a minister of reconciliation. I've been made a minister by the authority of God. Say, God has authorized me. I'm a worshiper and I'm a witness. And minister by the authority of God and a servant to his body. Say, I'm here to serve. Both those that are in and those that are out. Both those that are, uh, that are with Jesus now. And I'm going to serve those that need to come to Jesus now. All right, so that in his detailed plan, I would fully equip you with the word of God. So there's an equipping with the word. You're not fully equipped if you don't have the word. It's central to the equipping and the empowerment. There is, a, there is a divine mystery, a secret surprise that has been concealed from the world for generations, but now it's being revealed. Everybody say, now it's revealed. 
unfolded and manifested for every holy believer to experience. So we're talking about a release here. Release. Living within you is the Christ. The anointed one and his anointing resides in you. If you're in Jesus Christ. And if you're not, listen, here's how you come to him. Simple prayer, believe from the heart. God, I see I need Jesus. Jesus is my only hope. I put my hope and trust right now as much as I know how in you, Jesus. Come, be my Savior. I declare you as my Lord. I'm ready for the turnaround. I'm ready for the change. Make me brand new, and I accept that by faith in you right now. From now on, I say Jesus is my Lord. I am a faithful follower of the Lord Jesus Christ from this day forward to forever. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Now, you just got what we've been talking about here. All right, now, Christ is within you. He moves in, sits on the throne of, of, uh, and the judgment seat in your heart and the throne of your heart, and he calls the shots. So he says, living within you is Christ who floods you with the expectation of glory. Isn't hope an expectation, but also an anticipation? The hope. Of glory, all that God is. And He is Father. He is Master. He is good. He is love. He is power. Full of joy. Unspeakable joy. Full of glory. This mystery of Christ embedded within us becomes a heavenly treasure chest of hope filled with the riches of glory for his people. And God wants everyone to know it. Oh, little by little, day by day. Girls, you know what I'm talking about. Years ago, they would have a hope chest. And they would fill it with things hoped for, a future, special things, significant things. There's a heavenly treasure chest of hope filled with the riches of God's glory. I believe God's talking to some people today that are present and some of us joining by way of the miracle of media. And, you know, these, these are the phrases that God gave to me and so I'm going to just say it's, it's time to disconnect from, have a disconnection from the rejection. feel like because of what you've done and where you are that somehow that God would reject you God never reject you it's time for a disconnection from the rejection you have experienced men rejecting you people rejecting you some people 
very close to you and then others maybe at a distance, you know. But there is a spirit of rejection. It's time for a disconnection from the rejection. The second one is, is there needs to be a transition from the frustration of limitation. You're living in a limitation and there's a frustration there. You feel limited and therefore you feel frustrated. And I'll tell you, you know, knowing the truth will set you free. Knowing the truth will set you free. God has unlimited love for you. God has unlimited plans for your life. The best way that he could describe them was it's it's beyond what you can imagine, what you could hope, what you could dream or wish. Or even entered into your thinking. It's so far above that. You see, some of you letting failure, letting fear is part of that fear and of the future because of the failures of the past and even of the present is the limitation that's bringing the frustration in your life. And I'm going to tell you, God, I hear the Lord say this. It's still on. I haven't stopped. I haven't stopped believing about you what I've always believed about you. I still have a destiny, even if it seems like it's been delayed or you've been distracted or detracted. Uh, from it or discouraged or disheartened of it God still aren't you glad that he has plans so I've had A, B, C, D, E, F and G get ruined (laughs) but God says that's okay you know let's go on to H, I, J, K, L, M, N I used to say L, M, N I thought it was an M, M in there somewhere L, M, M L, M, N, O Amen. Listen, today we're going to cross over from the betwixt and the between. Some of you have been living in this betwixt and between. Your heart says yes, your head says no. The hurt, see, is a hurdle. Somehow you just can't bring yourself to, to try one more time. Am I talking to somebody today? I believe the Lord really really. He knows us, doesn't he? He doesn't number us. He names us. But he's laid the claim on your life. If that's you today, I want you to get up from where you are. I want you to come uh, forward. And uh, don't be ashamed. Never mind what other people uh, think. You need to step over that. need to step over. need to step over. need to step out. Step up. And we're going to step over. We're going to step. We're going to step to the cross. Amen. And we're going to lay it at the feet. And it's going to be crucified. Done away with once. Or finished. Settled and sorted out for your life. Y'all, y'all, if you... Come up. Come up. We're going to pray for you. Come up. Don't be ashamed. Amen. So there, the Lord a lot of times drew a line in the sand. He said, now, you know, who's ever on the Lord's side? You need to get out of the betwixt and the between and respond to God. Uh, it's important to learn. You're not responding to a man. You're responding to God. Don't sit there and say, God knows your heart. God knows your heart, but he sees your faith. But when you make a move, amen.
by when you make a move. It's nobody's business. I don't know all of your personal stuff. God doesn't do us dirty like that until all the details does he. But you know, if your heart's stirring you right now, don't diminish that. Learn to learn to, to move. Amen. He stirs the water. Make a move. There's healing. There's health. There's life. God's going to do something supernatural today. And going to move you from the place of betwixt and between to the place of grace. Some of you have not found your place of grace. Let me tell you, it's His place and it's your place. God has a place for each and every one of us. And it's a place, says He places some in the church, such as pleases Him. In the body, such as pleases Him. Are you ready to get hooked up with the unction for your function? That's the place that, you're, that you are protected and provided. That's the place where it will become easy. That's the place where the oil of the anointing, where the, it will, will, will completely lubricate all of the runnings, all of the comings and the goings, all of the functionings in your uh, life. For some of you, it's been so hard. It's been so hard. The limitation feels like the brakes have been on. See? God's ready to release you. Is that you today? You need to get in on this. I'll tell you, we're in a thing. We've got to move forward. It's time to move forward. This betwixt and between place. Let me say it another way. You feel stalled and you're about to stay stuck if you don't make a move towards God. Who am I talking to today? Amen. Don't diminish or take lightly the moving of the Holy Spirit. Congratulations, you that are up here. If you need to move, do it. Right now, don't get in uh, on it. You know, there have been a few times when, uh, you know, uh, I was uh, had eight brothers and sisters. I mean, there's one bathroom where I get a little late to the party sometimes, and the school bus would start to pull off, and I'd be waving, running down the, running down the, uh, the driveway. Hey, hey, wait for me. I can't hold it much longer. Amen. If you need in, in on this, you need to come up. Hallelujah. Don't worry about what people are going to think about you. They're going to think about you. They're thinking about you anyway. Maybe some of you, it's just you'll get free from that. You know, how many of you, the Bible says he'll set you free from the strife of tongues. Who am I talking to? He'll hide you in his pavilion, free you from the strife of tongues. See, get you free from the opinions of people. Because some of you are letting the opinions of certain people that have done stuff, said stuff. See, it's controlling you even to this day. To this day, that rejection is, is covering your life and keeping you limited. Amen? I'm talking to somebody today. You need to come. You need to come right now. There's more than just these people right here, but I'm fixing to pray. I'm closing the door. Oh, oh, Betty Hutchinson, I mean, she closed that door. And I mean, I mean, she's headed down the road. You had to holler to get her attention. Then it's going to take a little bit more. Glory to God. Amen. Well, you ready? Father, in the name of Jesus, I declare a new flowing of the knowing of the truth. your truth Jesus the truth of who they are what they mean to you what they are to do and the gift of them and their grace Lord for their place that there's a disconnection from these other things 
that have been holding them back and keeping them stalled, sucking them down into that place of being stuck, of hopelessness. I declare in the name of Jesus that that was then. But this is now. And I declare everything new for them. I declare that it gets sorted and settled for them. That they are the new creation. They're living the new life. They're in the new glory, the greater glory for their life in the name of Jesus. God, we believe in you. And right now we're just receiving that by faith. We're just taking that by faith. For no, no little smoldering flags of hope will you put out I thank you Lord but you fan it and you build a great and mighty fire in their life in the name of Jesus I release them from what was I release them into what shall be in Jesus name a glorious hope a glorious inheritance a glorious glorious presence in their life. God begin to fill their chest, their treasure chest of hope with the glorious things of the great gospel, the great commission, the great love of God. They were made for greater works and greater things than these and we thank you for it in the name of Jesus. Now Lord, at Every one of them, let them be filled afresh and anew with the Holy Ghost. Evidence for them. Release their prayer language right now in Jesus' name. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Look up here at me. If you want more of what God has for you, I, you know, if you're already filled, that's all right. The Bible says one uh, uh, one indwelling, but many feelings. Amen. We be we, sometimes we just need to be refilled because, you know, the devil bumps our bucket, and you know, uh, we 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 get to worrying and a fretting, and we get to focusing on the problem instead of the person, and let him fill us with his power. The Bible says, "For you shall receive power." You're not disqualified, honey. When you're empty, there you're the very one he wants to come and fill to the full. Amen. Lift. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.